Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. This is episode 236. The Yankees are moving on to the ALCS. So, uh, snaps. This is bad radio, but snaps. <laughs> That's pretty fucking sick. Uh, Yankees winning five games against the Guardians. They uh, end it with Glaber doing the... Everybody in the audio only knows exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm rocking the baby right now, which I didn't honestly get the first time. Um what? Naylor was doing it. I didn't really. Was like, oh is it? yeah. What, what is I mean, it? are we shocked? Are we shocked that Naylor was the one that's a giant like fake? Bitch no, on the I just, I just didn't. In the in the Sorry, moment, me, I didn't really know exactly right what he was doing. Rip. Where yeah. does Naylor rank most hated players wise? Because for me, he just made he's top two, top three. He's up there. He put, a, him so he put himself much. on par with Correa for me. We'll see. Yeah. But we'll see what Altuve does in this Houston series. But right, dude, now, you were like losing. You were losing the game. It started rocking the baby around the bases, and then you got fucked the rest of the series. He's batting a career one eleven against Garrett Cole in his lifetime. Fuck off, buddy. You're. Uh, you I don't mean, want yeah, to listen. If you, you don't want to... me to go in depth on Mister Fucking Naylor, there. No, please do. Here's, the, mean, here's why I think he's one of the most hated is because he genuinely, like you said, isn't good. And he, I mean, I mean, he gained like 50 pounds. So I, I mean, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, maybe he ate the baby and that's why he's trying to, I don't know. But like, he might be I didn't know piece if of shit person. Were off limits or not. I so. mean, he just, when, when he starts doing that, they're on the table. Um, everybody love everybody except for Josh Everyone handled Haley. it on the Yankees absolutely perfectly. Like Cole in the press conference, like whatever, it's cute. Like I thought he handled it well. And then once you won, then you make fun of him. Question to you, does this, I feel like this is relatively obvious, but there is a potential that it doesn't continue. Do you think it's a new thing that's going to move on, like the thumbs down, or because it, it Cleveland's done, do they carry it into Houston? I'll tell you or... one thing, if Labor starts off tomorrow, hits a double leading off in the top of the first inning, and he's standing at second base, I can see it. I, I think they're going to do it. Because here's the thing, my thought as to why they wouldn't continue it is because it's it's not – Cleveland anymore, you know, why carry that into the next year? It has nothing to do with Cleveland, uh, Houston. But, like, the thumbs down had nothing to do with every other team after the the Mets when that that guy in the crowd just did the thumbs down. So I, I think it'd be silly to not. I mean, we've been looking for a thing, and they started doing, like, the four thing, but no one really knew they what that the was. They did the heart, and then they, try, they tried a bunch of different things, and none of them were really, like, cool or had, a, a like, actual purpose to do it. This is pretty this is pretty I would argue that if they continue this, this is better than the thumbs down because it's about a player that we hate so much, like Naylor versus 
the guy who originated the other thing, which was just some guy in the crowd who was a Mets fan who was upset that we were winning. So I, I think they'd be silly not to continue this, and I'm looking forward to seeing Glaber do it. And I mean, I think that was them showing their hand. They didn't do that at all until they won and put them away, and Glaber did it on the final out. <laughs> That's top of mind. The very first thing he could do to celebrate at a, in a regular time when somebody would celebrate is when you actually have beaten them, not when you're down like Naylor did. They did it. So I think that's I think that's obvious that they're gonna continue to do it. So I hope they do. I, I hope they fun. do. I telling you, I have not experienced sports happiness since the ALDS of twenty nineteen and I am just on cloud nine right now. That I did not full disclosure, after they blew the game on Saturday. Yeah, whenever they gave up three in the bottom of mm-hmm. the ninth. That was sad. I I did not. I didn't think we were going to win this series, and that's that's not me being a pessimistic fan. That's a culmination of your shortstop is making their booting play after play, and the management has shown an unwillingness to move him, and that's carried over, and it's clearly affecting him. And I didn't think they would move IKF out of short. That's a culmination of misusing your bullpen and. Clay Holmes not being out there. And then parlayed with that is the after the game, Clay Holmes, hey, why weren't you used? I don't know. I told him I was ready. And then Aaron Boone with the, no, nah, I didn't think he was healthy. And then Glaber Torres saying, or Severino, excuse me, saying he's our closer. Why is not there? It looked like the, the, the clubhouse was butting heads. Everything was falling apart. You blow a game. That's one of the most crushing losses we've had in the bowl, or in the playoffs in recent memory. And then it it felt to me at that point, it was like the entire negative half of the season just all came crashing down at once. And that may sound dramatic, but it's true. Like these are all the things that as the year went on and we hit that giant skid, we're like, fuck, look at X, look at Y, look at Z and X, Y, Z all happened in the same game on the biggest stage. And I, the fact that they responded to that and they came out, and they won two games, one of them in Cleveland, one of them on a rain-delayed, funky-ass day game. That gives me so much confidence in this team. Way more than I've had coming into the season, it's no secret. I didn't think we would make the playoffs. Then we hit that hot streak. I was excited, but I was still cautiously optimistic. Then we hit the skid, and I was the hardest one on them. Then we finished, eh, and... Throughout all that, I never really bought in. The way they responded to that collapse makes me buy in. And you know where it started? It started with Cole. It started with Cole in game one, and it started with Cole in game four because I was walking around all day on Sunday, not just worrying, but thinking that like this was the last game of the season. I went into the brewery that I used to work at, and the he the guy who used to be my manager was is a big Dodgers fan. And they had Oof. just lost. And I was like, yeah, man, like condolences. And he was like, thought I was joking. Like, thought I was being a dick. And I really wasn't. But he was like, I'm telling the Yankees play tonight. And I was like, oh, yeah, their season's going to end in like eight hours or so. Like, I really thought it was over. And uh, I mean, it's hard not to. It started. Hard. Cole came out and shoved it down the throat and gave it life. And I kept didn't start it short, which is also kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, now I feel as good as I have all year. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to, to feel. To I know we'll get we'll get there. We're going to talk about that in a sec. We'll preview that. But it's hard not to feel down when you had all all the 
things that were happening. I mean, it did look sloppy at a point, and I don't want to make this episode all about the the bad because there's a lot of good to talk about, and then we're going to get into the Goliath that we are go- going into right now. I mean, the Yankees are, pro- as we're recording this on Tuesday night, the Yankees are probably on a plane right now. That's <laughs> a pretty short celebration. So um, just, I guess, some bad things that I wanted to talk about that I am It's a little worried about. They're a little worrisome going into the next series is... Um, well, I guess start with the good. Bob Costas will not be announcing <laughs> the next series, which is a very good thing. Who was it, Murph, that's going to be announcing this next series? Brian Anderson and Ron Darling. So the color commentator from the last series, Ron Darling, is still doing it. But it's uh, Brian Anderson who called the Mariners Astro series, and apparently he's called some Yankees ALDS CS in the past. So familiar and, voice. And yeah, and they were good. They were very good for the <clears throat> for the Houston series. So we'll, we could do a little bit of a comp between some of the calls for the home runs. But, like, as you know, if, if you were watching the games, um, Bob Costas was so just depressing. And, like, just one thing that I want to point out that he said at the end of the game just to as a microcosm for everything that he said. I mean, he just sounded like – I know everybody's seen the memes, too. Just like, oh, Bob Costas sounded like he just, like, announced that, like, 9-11. Like, he just sounded like he, he was just not announcing an MLB postseason game. Like, I didn't have that same feel – like Joe Buck announcing, say what you want about Joe Buck, but he makes baseball sound fun. It just sounds like October to me. But the one thing that he said that would just kind of put the, it was like the cherry on top of just a terrible series of announcing for uh, Ralph, what's his name? I don't care about his name, Bob Costas. He said right after we won and moved on to the ALCS, he said a celebration, but a subdued one as they're expected to do this. And I, it's just like, so unnecessary there's no point you could just celebrate for a second i know you're not a yankee fan whatever let the it's for the fans it's for us like i want to feel juiced up and just like anybody the ones that aren't yankee fans that don't need to like we don't need juicing up but other people like just make be excited about it like get the ratings up a little bit it's not good like what's the point of that there's no point well the whole series he was trying to tell the tale and like paint the picture of the Yankees being the big bad, spend a lot of money, hit a lot of home runs. And then, you know, Cleveland being the underdog that gets a lot of base hits is really young, doesn't spend a lot of money, doesn't strike out, doesn't hit home runs. And it was supposed to be sort of that two contradicting styles. And he was obviously kind of a homer with Cleveland, in my opinion, like, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, Yankees are a lot of people fine, said that Bob but... Costas was a big Yankee, grew up a Yankee fan. And a lot of people, cause I thought so too, that, Especially Ron Darling. Like, I don't think that one's well, very Darling, much. Well, Darling, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, he's a Mets. He's a lifelong right. Met. But uh, I didn't – I guess looking back on it, maybe Costas is just that fucking boring where it makes it sound like a Cleveland fan. But Well, I think just that he was making maybe objective comparisons, but the way that the Yankees are portrayed in literally in movies, like you watch Major League, which is the perfect example because it's Cleveland versus Yankees. Like, they're the big bad Yankees that have a power hitter that – is like the best in the league and you know they're spending a lot of money under the Yankees and they're the villain and I feel like the way he was saying it maybe played into it whether it was intentional or not yeah like he was it sounded like he was so anti-excited that he was like pumped whenever the uh, the Guardians would do something he obviously he wasn't really making it like super exciting for them either but you know he it sounded like he was actively upset when the Yankees moved on or even just did anything successful. So I, I'm glad to be done with that. I don't want to harp on him too much, but that was just 
really miserable to listen to. There were some points where I just wanted to turn it off. Um, but I watched half the game today on the MLB Network Spanish broadcast, so I didn't. Did have you to. actually? Yeah, I can't. I mean, he was that fucking boring. Like, I can't understand really what they're saying, but at least it's exciting. <laughs> they get, they get into it, so I I don't blame you. That actually sounds like a fun time. If the next broadcast starts to suck, I might I might flip to the ESPN uh, eight the ocho, not the eight the ocho, the uh, Espanol version. Okay. Eight the Ocho is something. Racist. No, no. The eight, eight, ESPN, <laughs> they had Ocho Day the other day. Me and Damon were uh, watching the Slippery Stairs competition. I'm not sure if you guys tuned into sounds that. Like, but it sounds like Wipeout. It is basically Wipeout. They just had inflatable stairs that were really steep. and like They had just, like kids throwing balls at them. And they shit. had kids throwing balls at them. They had... Oh, so you did tune in. They, and then they had... Um, yeah, they just put like literal lube on, on the stairs. And it's like first person to the top wins. And, like, if you started to fall, you would just get real big and try to knock everybody behind you down. It was very funny. So I have to tell you, I think I'd be very good at that game. I, I, I think why. you would be, too. <laughs> I think if we if we had all four of us going up a, 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 a flight of slippery stairs, I think you would probably be my, my number one pick. I disagree. Damon I think Damon would not be. Damon, uh, no, Damon would be good. Damon, Damon is He's sneaky. got the legs, Damon's- though. It doesn't matter. Damon's good at everything he does. Yeah, but he had a whole leg issue from when he played rugby. Oh, and I'm he, going right for that leg. Yeah, you, I mean, you better believe it. If you don't take out that leg, though, Damon's winning in five minutes. That's okay, but that, that that's being taken out. It's a game of stamina, too. Anyway, enough about <laughs> the slippery stairs. Um, one thing I did want to bring up, like I was saying before, that's a little bit just not – it wasn't great, and it, it made me feel like we weren't going to win – uh, after that point, obviously we got walked off on. That was a pretty low point, but just throughout the series, a lot of things did look sloppy. Obviously the managing situation, you know, it seemed like Boone obviously was getting outmanaged all the time, whether it be with the bullpen, obviously the bullpen of the guardians is superior to ours. So it's hard to act hard, hard to outmanage a person who has class A, Karen check and others. So I don't know, but throughout the series, the errors in the field, I think that's just something that I, I had enough watching. I mean, Hicks not calling the ball in left field and then getting hurt. I hope he's okay, but I'm kind of glad he won't be playing. But I guess the alternative is Marwin. But then again, that opens the can of worms. We don't have any updates oh, on, 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 on the roster. On, we don't Praza or I don't know Benatendi could be on that roster. We've they, they've they're saying Benatendi had some tightness and soreness in his hand, so it doesn't look like he will be. Either DJ is going to be back and healthy, that. which hopefully and or Peraza is going to be on that roster. Um, now that you're willing to put somebody else to shortstop, there's no reason to yeah. not have Peraza playing short. Why and they just benched else? IKF, so I think that's if one of the same as what you meant. But IKF will still be on the roster probably, but IKF can't start. start a game. No, he can't. IKF can't start a game in the CS. I think that's obvious. Like you, I think so too. Right. My, so, but my, I, my question now to both of you is well, that somebody, wait, they just benched him. So does that open the door for not even having him on the roster? Because we talk about this all the time. We talk about, you know, be, no. getting no, somebody because, wait, on, but wait one sec. But because we talk about uh, what gets you on the roster, it's being really good at one thing. And he can't be a defensive replacement. If he's not starting, I'm saying he can't be a defensive replacement because we replace him for defense. He's kind of fast. So that could, that could be one reason why he could potentially be uh, a, a base stealer, a pinch runner. He's not going to pinch hit. So, like, I, I don't. Pinch hit, hit. 
what to get a single i guess that, that would be all if i have a man on second and you know no outs i'm completely fine with him pitch hitting you know there might be better options but for trevino or for right. trevino yeah okay Hicks. well that's that's the and, he, and he's an above he's the second fastest player on our team okay. except for Castro. and You're so right. like I'm going to tell you a few things right now that come to my mind that first thoughts on this situation going into the CS. If it was up to me, gun to my head tomorrow, the infield that I feel most comfortable with is Oswaldo Cabrera third and Peraza short. And you run that out for the CS. Cabrera third. That's yeah. He's played 15 games at shortstop in his career. He's a third baseman and a second baseman at all. Fuck No. Right. I'm, I'm, I, leaving, it, I'm leaving Donaldson there. I'm not. Donaldson sucks. But who's so, playing left? It, that Benintendi, if he's healthy. He's not if he's, healthy. If he's not, that changes the, the, the equation. But if Benintendi's healthy. Well, does he have to be healthy, healthy by tomorrow? Like when yeah. they lock in the roster? So. Yeah, but if Benintendi's healthy, he, he was facing live pitching. I know the recent report yeah, but then he had soreness. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think that's very much up in the air. I think if Benintendi can go. You start him in left, you start Cabrera at third, and you start uh, Peraza at short. And I think that's your best lineup you can roll out there. You can't convince me otherwise that Josh Donaldson's more valuable to this team than Cabrera. Well, that's not the point. Uh, the point is that I don't think Benintendi's healthy enough to start. It, I'm saying if Benintendi's healthy. So any, any so shot, I think that's, any that shot might in be Carpenter? a serious conversation. Carpenter's any, not going to play Carpenter's not gonna play the field. If he was gonna play the field, he would have played the field tonight when Hicks went down. No, I mean now, DH. I mean DHing. Is there any shot we no. can sh- shake up the lineup and get him in there? Because I would like that he does to happen. not anticipate Ben so, intending to be on the roster for the ALCS. Just he does not. So can, he does not. According okay. to his, the guy from SMY and this other guy from uh Toe in the Slab. Okay, so in that case, I think you put Cabrera in left. I think I think you have to put Peraza at short. If you're not willing to Somebody tweeted out there. I sent it to you guys. I don't remember. I think it was Johnny's lasagna on Twitter. So if the Yankees are not willing to put, if they're willing to put Marwin Gonzalez in over IKF at short, whenever he went down, that's so telling. And he was so right. If you're willing to put Marwin Gonzalez in an elimination game that at this point is still relatively close in the game before you trust IKF at short, you have no reason to keep Peraza off that roster. And you have no, honestly, you have no reason not to start him because what he brings you, his floor defensively is IKF ceiling. Peraza is a damn good shortstop and he proved he can hit. And if he doesn't hit, then so what? Then he's just IKF. He's IKF who can field. Yeah, I know people are like, oh, he's the leading hitter. He's hitting 273 in this series. Like, I don't really care. Like if you hit 273, but you make two game losing or game whole game momentum shifting errors and you're batting 273 with a couple bloop singles, you're not really that valuable to me. I would rather take, and I think the Yankees proved that too, and it took until elimination game to show it. They would rather take solid defense at shortstop, a guy that's not going to cost them games, and a bat that's inexperienced, unproven, over a guy run. that he did hit a home run, but all in all, his series was pretty bad. Like, yeah, no, Cabrera was not, he struggled at the plate. He was up there with Judge and strikeouts. He really, he had that one home run and the rest was all kind of eh, but he played a really solid shortstop. He made that one play today, which uh, Glaber ran in front of him. And it's, should he have made the play? Probably at least got a glove on it and 
made it competitive. But are you talking about the flat the hips thing or no, 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 no. I'm talking about the ground ball up the middle. Glaber cut him off and it hit off the heel of his glove. And it was a fast runner. I think it was um Jimenez. And he didn't make the play, whatever. Eh. I know Bob Costas and Ron Darling were all over it, like, well, then you put a fucking rookie at shortstop. Like, no, fuck you. That's a difficult play for whoever's there. IKF kicks that ball into the stands. Guardians so, are rookie at shortstop. Oh, no, well, I don't know. I've just heard so much today. I was watching MLB Central, Brian Kenny. So, I mean, I've been a big Brian Kenny fan before today. Him shitting on Judge and Cabrera and all the, and all over MLB, they were shitting on what putting Cabrera there. They were just like, you're really going to swap that out for the unknown in Cabrera? I wouldn't do that. Like, IKF's been solid. I was like, obviously, you don't watch the Yankees. Like, you can what, look at What did he say his... about Judge? Brian Kinney? He's, he was yeah. like, he had a terrible I've, series. He was like, point. I've never seen Aaron Judge look like this. He looks completely lost. Like, okay, leave it at that. But it was, he, so he guest starred on um, Chris Russo's show, like, High, High heat. heat. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, they're like, okay, like dog, dog, dog. It's like, okay, one, shut the fuck up. You're a grown man calling this guy dog repeatedly. And he was like, Aaron Judge is like one for 12 with like 10 Ks. He was like, I've never seen him look like this. Like the postseason's too big for him, blah, 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 blah. And then he went on to MLB, not Central, whatever the next show is. And he spent the entire hour block just like, I have never seen Aaron Judge look this lost. He's never looked this bad. I was like, dude, it's been 12 at bats. It's been well, we have a situation though, because I don't. Obviously, we know the postseason isn't too big of a moment for Judge, and that's not the problem. But at the same token, is he? What I think happened is that he was when he was going for this streak towards the end of the season. Teams were kind of pitching around him, being careful to him, and he had that approach. And then all of a sudden, Cleveland went and attacked him, and he hadn't faced that kind of pitching that was going after him in that way in a while. Um, and I think that it's just I don't know changed up his approach maybe so what's your level of concern with because i i agree well, i think that thing. that but difference in what long yeah. for him to get back into that groove and that i'm curious to see what houston's gonna do because they clearly watched that series and are scouting that series down to every pitch and so they're gonna come after him too there's no way they won't which I, I think i think it it takes a series to get used to that breaking. i feel like after the po- the end of the regular season breaking news not sure if you guys have seen this we haven't mentioned on the show but aaron hicks's season is officially over yeah Hmm. Also, breaking news: Wandy Peralta said he's good to go tomorrow. Let's address that. Wandy Peralta. I mean, obviously, he benefited from the off day in between games one and two, which I, we don't. We still don't know why that existed to this point. Actually, I do know why it was because of the TV situations. They didn't want whatever, but he benefited from. He pitched in every single game. And obviously, he's the first person to ever do that in ALDS history. That's insanity. I mean, it's yeah. this type of thing probably hasn't ever happened where there was a day off in between games one and two, and then there was a, a rain delay. It's just unfortunate. And a lot of the Indians or Guardians fans, excuse me, um, were upset about it and were calling that it was rigged that they called the the rain. The MLB del- makes that decision. MLB Next. makes that decision, and everybody was calling it rigged by the MLB. Just. It was raining. Do we not know? It was we not know that it was I live, raining. I live in Upper Manhattan. I live ten minutes from the stadium. I walked outside. It was confirmed raining. It was raining for a while. What they did to the fans is different. What they did to the fans is kind of yeah. fucked up because they 
I feel like knew the entire time that they were going to cancel it. And even if they didn't think they were going to cancel well, it, no, the, don't let them sit there for two and a half hours, pay all their money for drinks, get all nice and fucked up, like treat it like a bar. Like they spent yeah, what they, that, all those the fans. They the alternative is just calling They were it. really trying to fit the game in. And they thought that they had a break at 930. And that was what the rumor mill was going around. And then the weather forecast changed enough to make them call it. They didn't provide any updates, which was completely That's, wrong. I, I agree. I, I agree. agree. Wholeheartedly they should, have, been, they yeah. should have had those meetings every 30 minutes. And they should have came out and said what they were considering, whatever. And they, they could have given a best case scenario and a worst case scenario. You know, they could have certainly communicated differently. I wasn't there. Obviously, yeah. and, and I don't. But, I also don't know, think it's. I don't think that they could would have called the game any earlier. They were trying to fit the game in. I know, and and they were trying to fit it in more so because of the ALCS starting tomorrow, and they had winner regardless of who it was would have to go all the way to Houston from New York. So all those things. I know they weren't maliciously trying to steal money from the fans to get them to get that extra four beers <laughs> like on a random day, and then it just sucks. And, and then it, pay for Aaron Judge's last year on the right. contract. And then it bled into the next day too, because like they then those people who had tickets to last night, which by the way, we were trying to hawk tickets. Damon found a, a ticket for like it was up for a brief second of forty seven dollars because people were trying to dump them because they didn't want to go into a game in the rain, which would have worked out nicely because then you get tickets guaranteed for tomorrow, even if it did get canceled, which it did. But then, I mean, then the next day we see the videos of nobody at the stadium. Luckily, it filled out because people started to go well, probably after they got out of work. But I was sitting there at 2, 3 o'clock trying to snipe tickets because I figured people who had tickets to yesterday could not refund it, so they were going to have to dump it. People listening to this podcast are probably were trying to dump it as well, and then it seemed like everybody ended up going. But it was it was kind of annoying at first. I'm glad it filled out because what if nobody could just go because it's a shitty start time, and then like home field's gone. Home field advantage is not a thing anymore because – they call the game. It gets pushed over to tomorrow at four o'clock, and, and I get it. I get every reason why they can't do it later because they literally have to be in Houston tomorrow. But just an unfortunate situation. I know, un- unfortunate, and I am glad we were able to get out of it alive. But let's talk about a little bit of that, a little bit of the rain delay situation, how it, how it manu- messes with things for not not only Game Five but also for the next series because now we have. I don't think it- really does it does it impact i mean game one starter is going to be tyone instead of nestor so that sucks i mean obviously it's good that we got the win we needed to do it we needed to have nestor go but now we have tyone against verlander like we celebrate for five minutes right now but the elephant in the room right now is that the houston Astros are a very good baseball team and we have the cy young going against not the cy young and jameson tyone to attack bullpen and wandy like we said we just celebrated wandy peralta for going every single game he went every single game. There's also a bad side to that. Like, we now have oh. a taxed Wandy Peralta who said he can go, and now we had Garrett Cole, which was awesome when I saw him warming up in the bullpen to close out the game. That would have been fucking cool. He didn't need to go, so I'm happy about that. Now we get a more well-rested Cole going into the next series, but it does impact that, and I'm not, to, I'm not excited about it. If you listen to, I think it was Harold Reynolds today on MLB Network, was talking about this is baseball. From fucking March until October, you play every single day. You get one off day a month. You can figure it out. That's what they've done to get to this point. That's what they'll do to get forward. Steal one game in Houston. Was it 2-3-2? Two, two? Steal one game in Houston. You got Tyone game one. 
I hate that. Why, yeah. I hate, but I hate that we're already saying steal. No, no, no. I know, I know why you're saying That's it. That's how it goes anyway. I know. Every, anytime but... you're on the road, you steal one. Steal one game in Houston, then you got Seve, Cole, Nestor going in the next three. Is that right? the next three? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. But then we, we also have to play Thursday, too. And then I think, right, there's a travel day on Friday, or am I wrong there? I would assume, but there wasn't. We had one and two. On the there's first. no game off. There's no off day between game one and two like there was in the CS, though. No, do you play have, one, two, three. To, so Seve's going to be on what? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, four days. So he'll be on full rest, though, for Thursday. Yeah, So that's what I'm saying. Then you're we're getting... back on track, though. Right? Problem you're, is... only playing, you're only playing one game behind, and the bullpen is doing exactly what they've done the entire season. And on top of that, you've got Domingo Herman, who hasn't thrown in any. You've got Castro, who hasn't thrown an inning. You have Ron Marinaccio coming back tomorrow, who hasn't thrown an inning. Like, you've got Clay Holmes. Yeah. You've got Clay Holmes, who's thrown. He had a day off, and then today he was lights out. He threw, like, 12 pitches. You got Wandy, who apparently has nuts of steel and can go every day. (laughs) Like, he's he's going to get some awards on the 161 awards episode after the season. You just, over. my thing is, I don't think there's reason to press a panic button, especially on our bullpen. We got that unexpected day off. It sucked and it was annoying and it fucks up travel plans. And there's probably, I mean, they're not going to get to Houston until three o'clock. It's a four hour flight tomorrow. How do you know that? Or tonight. Cause I just booked mine. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so uh, for those listening, Chandler just booked a flight to, <laughs> to Houston. <laughs> To go to uh to go to the first game. And you're also going to game three too. So are you still going to game three with us? Sure. I told you that. I didn't know what game it was. I just it's game it's home game one. You said do you want to go to a game? Yeah, no, they have the tickets already. We're going to that. So but you're well represented (laughs) in these playoff games. And I absolutely love it. But 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 like my thing is we're acting like this is some crazy thing. Like, oh my god, they've played eight games in nine days. In the regular season, they played 26 and 25 days, and they went like 20 and 6 in that time span. I think we're way blowing it out of proportion because the the stakes are so high that we we immediately go to panic. But if you look back on how we got here in the first place, this is what we did. You go and you play a full schedule. You start guys like Tyone. You start guys like Domingo. You start guys like RIP Jordan Montgomery. And you, on top of that, we're getting our, I would say, our best reliever back. He's coming back tomorrow. He hasn't thrown in a month, give or take. That's concerning. There's a. What are we going to get? What, what, no, I'm saying what Marinaccio are we going to get is what I'm about. There, there's, there's, a, there's a flip side to both things. I understand what you're saying. No. I'm, I, th- well, I'm no. saying it. There's a flip side to what you and the reason why people are concerned. And I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I agree with what you just said about, you know, you know, this is how you play baseball. It's going to be fine. We are overblowing it a little bit. But when you see Tyone game one, I think that's probably a reason why everybody's freaking out a little bit more because you see Tyone versus Verlander. The ripple that's effect. also probably going to be the matchup for game five. That's my point. So game, so part. they are guaranteed to get at least two Verlander starts, and we are not guaranteed to get two Cole starts. So that's a part of that. But I think the biggest thing that goes our way that people aren't talking about is, and I was talking about this with somebody at work honestly today. Is like, what's the benefit? Because everybody, uh, and even Alyssa was talking about this too. She's like, what's the benefit? Who like who wins in a in a matchup where like w- w- since things are getting moved. And people are well rested, and like the Astros are well rested now. 
that's a good thing and a bad thing because their bats are well rested. Yeah, but the bats are also rusty. So like it's at what point is the rest a good thing for the bullpen? Obviously, you you need to like get more bolts in the arms there. So like that rest is a clear good thing. But rest I would is a good I would thing when you can start your game one pitcher game yes. one. But I would argue rested. I would argue I would argue that the bats being rusty is a legitimate thing, and I think that's our advantage. So I think the two they didn't play in the wild card series and they came out hitting. I, if I you get listen it, to but if you saying... listen to major league hitters, listen to any major league hitter. I think I was listening to Jim Tomey today. I think that's who it was. But they talk about how when you're in a rhythm and you're cruising, you're feeling good at the plate, two to three days off is all it takes to throw off your timing. And I, I mean, I trust Jim Tomey. He's hit what six hundred home runs. Have you hit six hundred home runs? This is a guy that softball, said, I don't know. He said the hardest thing 700. in baseball was coming back from the all-star break feeling hot. Said you take five days off, your entire rhythm is completely gone. So So your Don Alvarez is gonna suck, is what you're saying. No, I and I, I don't know how much <laughs> I buy into that. Like I'm not I'm not sitting here telling you the Astros are gonna average one run a game and all this, but I'm just saying I think a lot of the narratives that Yankees are Yankees fans at least are working themselves up over like we're all panicking because, Oh my God, Tyone's starting game one. Tyone's a major league pitcher. This dude battled fucking testicular cancer I'm, to Tommy Johns. He can handle a group of cheating fucks. I am, and then, still not, not, I'm not confident about it. And that's, I the, am. He's not going to, I don't there think is he's going to give me, there is a world where he's he not going to give well. me nine shutout. He's not going to give me nine shutout. If he gives me five innings in two to three runs, I'm happy. I'm so happy. Yeah, Tyone does that. Then you give, then you give me Severino, who I've argued is the most naturally talented pitcher on this roster. Then you go Garrett Cole; he just slapped his dick on the fucking whole entire city of Cleveland. Then you got Nestor, who did it again today. Like, there isn't that much panic. About. This is a normal baseball series to me. Don't Game. factor in, don't factor in all these outside things that people are working themselves up over. Look at this from. Astros versus Yankees. Look at their rotation versus our rotation. Our lineup versus their lineup. Their bullpen versus our bullpen. And see what happens. Now, that being said, do I think they have the better team overall? I do. But I, it's, a, it's a playoff series. Anything can happen. I don't think all these extracurriculars that people are freaking out over have any bearing on it, though. No, I listen, I'm with you. I think games two and three are the biggest games in dictating how the series is going to go. I think that game one, you can kind of give the Yankees a little bit of a pass to lose that game. Like if they lose that game, it's not the end of the world because Tyone's going against Verlander. You just played five game series and then had to turn around and go to Houston that night, whatever, all those extracurriculars, those are valid excuses for one game because game two, you have fully rested Severino going out there who, like you said, is in my opinion, also, maybe not the most talented. I still think it's Garrett Cole, but he's I'm as confident in him as anybody going out in any game, whether it's game one, two, or three, but he's going to roll out in game two. Then you have an off day, and that's your reset. And then you have Garrett Cole, who you need to make the most out of because if he's going to throw again, it's going to be game seven on three days rest. So those two games, you ha- if we win this series, we absolutely have to win games two and three. There's no question about it. I think the biggest it. thing that sways this series, really and truly, if you want to win this series, 
you win it based on the roster moves you make tonight. It doesn't yep. matter. The pitching ro- matchups matter, but they don't matter that much. The well, pitching matters. No, 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 no. No, they're I'm saying you they're not going to change. You, yeah, the, yeah. What you, you do, do about it? They're locked what in. What you, yeah. what you do with shortstop, left field, these little things. The little things are what's going to win a game. What's going to win a series against the Astros? We played the Astros. What two, three? They've knocked us out two of the last like four or five years. Three of the last six, something like that. They knocked us out 15, 17, 17, 19. 15, 17 19. So yeah. that's three of the last six years they've lo- knocked us out. It's the little things that win you series. If you're rolling, and I know Aaron Hicks is hurt, but I'm using this as an example. You're rolling out a guy that's loafing the balls to left field to save face. You're rolling out IK if it's shortstop because he's been there and you think that quote unquote experience, and this is your guy matters. You're going to lose this series. You need to go do things. Peraza needs to make this roster and he needs to start a shortstop. That, that is a must. If you want to win the series, put egos aside, put everything aside. Oswald Peraza is the best shortstop on this, on the 40 man roster right now, aside from maybe Anthony Volpe. And we haven't seen him at the major league level. Oswald Peraza. If you want to win this series, has to start shortstop all five, six, seven games. That's a must. Left field, you need to put Cabrera out there. You need to play the guys that give you the best chance to win. You can't give me excuses on egos or feelings or anything like that. If you're serious about winning it this year, and I think if there's ever a year that they're going to, it has to be this year with Brian Cashman in a contract year. With the way that they faltered towards the end, I think with Judge's contract looming, this is the year that Brian Cashman has to swallow his pride and do it. And I think that we saw that with Cabrera starting a short and all the do or die games. And I think, mm-hmm. at least in my mind, that's a sign of the tide shifting towards, hey, we're going to do what we need to do to win. We're not good enough to beat these teams without playing our best players. They thought they could get away with it because they did for so long. They did until July. They got away with not playing necessarily the best lineup because, and I stick by this, that you had a lot of young bullpen arms against people that didn't get a full spring training. You don't have tape on them and they're not in their rhythm. So you got, you squeaked by. Now you're to the point where you have to play your best players and you can't get away with it. Not. And there's such a glaring difference between it. That's what this comes down to. You play if I think if you play the guys that deserve to play and that need to play, I think you can win this series. And I think I you can win. It, I think you can win it handedly. Like I'm not. I'm not saying you're mm-hmm. going to sweep them. I'm not saying you're going to sweep them. But I think you can make a statement. I think our pitching staff matches up with them just fine. I think our bullpen matches up with them better. And I think our lineup is hand in hand. If you go out there and play the guys you need to play, there's no reason to think you can't win this in five or six games. Right. But what and agreed wholeheartedly with everything. It's just those, and those are correct. Those are the moves that need to be made because it'll put them over the top. And mainly what me and Murph were saying before you, when we were interjecting, was just saying there's only so much you can control with the other moves. And that's why these moves are the moves that are going to make or break and because they're going to make the difference. Because like we mentioned, and Murph, you laid out the roadmap for when the pitchers are going to go and how much they're going to go. That's it. Like, that's what we have. That's what we're going to use. It's just how are those guys going to pitch? And that's fine. And you could talk about like the, you know, uh, like Marinaccio being an X factor. And he's, he's on that list of people that you're mentioning there, Murph uh, or Chandler. It's just like, 
the pitching and all that, the pitching path, the victory is not going to change. It's these extra little things too, that are going to put us over the top. And I agree. So here's one thing that, that does matter. It does, but that Houston and Seattle series was the least lopsided sweep I've ever seen in my entire life. I really thought that Seattle was was the better team for say, well, they went into like deep extras. So say, you know, they were the better team Shit, for 30, the majority of all 36 three games. Thirty-six innings they played, or something, with the extras. They were the better team for at least like thirty of those innings. No, Seems they like. beat the Astros for the first seven innings in Game One and Game Two, and then the last one was a toss-up. So I no, I totally agree. Yeah. I don't know. So they I, they're at least beatable. Is my point. They are beatable. If Seattle but... can do that, and Seattle can shake their armor like that. Then we could theoretically too. I know we Seattle's going to get out of our own fucking head. If the Yankees can sack the fuck up and they can go out there and do the things they need to do, like we like we've all said, and I, I think you're downplaying the pitching a little bit, Luke. I think that the way that Clay Holmes was not used and Clark Schmidt was, that is proof in its own that they're not necessarily the they're not necessarily using the bullpen correctly. The and, usage I wasn't saying the usage. The usage needs to be fixed too. I was just saying the like the starters and how much these guys are going to be able to go. They're already on the roster. How are you using them is different. I was saying in terms of roster construction. What if Montas makes it? I I, I would be very happy if he did. And those who are what saying do you do? Not, no, I'm saying what do you do? Do you start him or do you put him out of the bullpen? Bullpen. He would probably. I mean, here's the thing. A lot of the people are a little bit tired coming out of like you. You might have to do. I mean, whenever. Nestor goes because he went so much like he might be piggybacking. Uh, you might combine a Montas and a Nestor, a Montas and a and a Domingo. Like that's that might be how it has to happen with him. I don't trust him starting his own day. I think it's probably going to be something similar to like what they tried to do with Savali today. Is that fair? They wanted Savali to go like get six to nine outs, and I think that's what we're going to. Did he do that? No, he didn't do that. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I think that's going to be the expectation or the, the hope for... You, I, don't, I don't think you can hope for anything more than that from Montas, if he's on the roster, which I, I think he might be. Yeah. That one's... I'm, I'll be worried when he's pitching, but one of two things is going to happen. Either he's not going to have it and he's not going to get six or nine outs, but if he gets the nine outs, it doesn't allow a run, they're going to keep going. Which is, which is, yeah, yeah. Like, it's going to be one or the other. It yeah. might be an experiment. It might be desperate. But if it's we going don't to be need, an experiment. If we have another option, I'll take the other option. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. I, the I, only, uh, this is, we're talking about game five if Tyo gets blown up. Uh, it's the only time he could possibly be pitching. Well, it, I, I know. I'm, but he might come out of the bullpen in any game, is what I'm saying, is that he or that could he's not going to have a slated... Maybe it's not just how they treat used Savali today. Maybe he, he might just come out in any time, and if anybody gets blown up, he might be coming out of the pen, which I don't like personally like that scenario, because if we're getting blown up and then you throw in a wild card of somebody just coming off an injury and didn't look particularly good when he was out there, then that doesn't look good. So I don't know how they're going to use him, but I do think if he's... Available, I think they will his use role. Him. I think his role would be to. You've got a close game, and you have a free swinging Astros player, a guy that strikes out a lot, and you're not trusting him to get necessarily innings, but you like the matchup because 
Montas buries that splitter, and when he's on, it's a good pitch. Get a free swinging Astros player up, and maybe maybe there's guys on. Maybe I I I don't know the situation, but say there's two outs, a guy on first and second, and you have one of the Astros players. I don't know all their stuff and how their chase rates and everything off that off the top of my head, but you get a guy like that up that's susceptible to balls out of the zone, and you bring in Tyone, who assuming he's healthy pumps upper nineties. And then you can mix in that splitter that dives into the dirt. And then you can strike out a guy to end the inning and you're not tied to that three batter rule. That's kind of his perfect role. And maybe that doesn't sound like he deserves a roster spot, but that serves a lot more of a purpose than a guy like, and I say Licky. this like Licky. And I say that kind of hat in hand because Licky served a purpose this year and he's done a fine job. He didn't pitch an inning in, in the, CS exactly DS. exactly so you don't they clearly don't trust Licky and neither high leverage Castro. spots neither, neither did, did Castro neither did Herman there's a lot of guys that didn't really get the innings but if you need one out and the game's on the line I'm not saying I necessarily trust Montas but in the right situation he's got the stuff to get a big strikeout in a big moment if he's healthy he's worth the roster spot I don't think they need to find a spot to put him in the game you know, I think TJ that makes the roster. Side note, they said before the game that he that it, it just seemed good. So I hope so. I don't know if he's starting. I don't. I don't know. I wish we had him desperately. We need him. He'd be a great guy to lead off because I mean, I think Glaber's a great player. I don't think leadoff's his best spot. Personally, I think DJ would do a better job. But if he's not yeah. healthy, then don't give him the spot because then you're then you're limiting even more. So I want to talk I mean, about ticket. I would take him on the bench real quick over. I mean, well, think about this. Hicks is gone and you're going to have to fill that spot. I think that spot goes to Peraza. The next spot you're trying to fill is a guy like Marwin Gonzalez, who got two at bats. I think today, maybe no, he got one. He struck out. He got one. It was an, it was an ugly strikeout. You can easily replace Marwin. If you want to replace Marwin, you replace him with 80% DJ and he's exponentially better. So if DJ can hit even an inkling, if he can, if he can drive his back foot enough with that toe injury to slap singles, he's already way more effective. But than he, but he's going to be a pinch hitter in that situation, which is okay. And that's but fine. You have two that's guys fine. on the bench that are only pinch hitters that really can't do anything else. You have one guy that's a catcher. DJ can play. DJ can play defense. He can play first. He can play third. That's part. No, that's the problem with his foot, though. I'm saying if he's he if he's play, as though, compromised as they catch say the he is. Ball. You can catch them. He can't run. That's a thing. You Same can't way Carpenter him. can't run. Carpenter's yeah, not, you don't Carpenter, want Carpenter, Carpenter in the field anyway. They're Carpenter, saying Stanton's going to be in Carpenter left before Carpenter. Carpenter a position before that. DJ plays the yeah, positions well. Yeah, like Carpenter never, Carpenter never had a position that he was a gold glover or even an average defend, defender at. He wasn't even a replacement level player. DJ is a above average fielder at three positions, first, second, and third. You can find a place to play him, even if he can't run. If he can shift to his left and his right three steps, and he's healthy enough to do that, I think you got to put him on the roster. Can we yeah. talk about? Can we talk about another guy right now? Who who has yeah, been yeah. making kind of waves? You want to talk about the person who, among active remaining not eliminated players, is uh, second in OPS? Yeah. You want to talk? Do you want to talk about a guy who, among remaining active players? is 
tied for first in home runs in the postseason. Talk with Bader. Also, I'm pretty sure Bryce Harper just broke that record. Like literally five. I, I'm I'm saying tied because he had three before the ALCS. Yeah, yeah. That's the NLCS home run. So at the same with the same amount of games, actually less, he has less games to do it because he, the Phillies had a wild card. Uh, Harrison Bader was a impact bat, and that's not necessarily what we got Harrison Bader to do. We got him to be that center fielder which is now even that all that much more important with you know hicks getting injured now but like what where are we at in with two outfield positions we'd probably be forcing like stanton to play the outfield which i don't think would be the worst thing in the world but outside of that we would be in a sticky wicket if we didn't have harrison bader and i don't think jordan montgomery would ever have pitched because we he would be pitching tomorrow for sure over tyone yeah, but that's the but Bader's still worth it. I think it's up was. for debate. Yeah, and then I I don't how much more do you get out of uh, Montgomery over Tyone versus what you're getting out of Bader now? And I think we're no, seeing we don't win that series. Bader. He had three exactly, home runs. three home runs. I mean that's more that's more home runs than than Jordan. Yeah, more home runs than Jordan Alvarez. He runs the bases. He well. also walked what three times today? Runs the bases well. Gets on base. I think he walked three times today. At um, least twice. But yeah, man. I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, speaking that's of, thing, of that's October. That it's like a brocious guy, like that kind of thing. Like you're never gonna any team that has won a World Series, who has made a good run, that kind of thing, gets it from unexpected places. And he's the perfect fit for that. And even if his bat isn't working, he's worth a spot in the lineup to play center field. But he, he, I felt like he or Cabrera was going to show up in a big way in this previous series, and he did. Hopefully they both show up in the CS, but so I'm reading Andy Martino's thread right now and apologies if this is a little off topic, but I thought it was relevant. He says that even if Hicks is healthy, which we've learned now that he's not Peraza is a pretty interesting option on the roster. Even if he said, even if DJ LeMahieu makes it, he, he thinks that Peraza will make it. So now that Hicks is gone, I think Peraza is almost a virtual lock. Um, Tyone starts game one. We knew that. Andrew Bentendi will not be on the roster. Um, Marinaccio, Montas, and DJ LeMahieu, a decision will all be coming within the next few hours. Aroldis Chapman officially off. And those are all the Ooh. roster updates we have. So, I, I mean, mean a lot of the... No, never going to be on this roster. A, lo- a lot of that is expected, but now we have official word, so... And also, I think Aaron Judge is just kind of being a dick. He kissed the Yankee logo today. And then he said he felt inspired by watching soccer. And he was like, yeah, I just, I was just feeling homey. Like it, it meant nothing. He was like, all right. He just don't, fucked don't with people. Us. No, I yeah, don't. And, tease and me. I was talking about this with Murph uh, before. I guess we're done talking about Bader now, but Bader, great pickup. Very happy about it. Um, I'm expecting similar things to come because when you get hot, you stay hot in the playoffs and maybe, maybe just maybe move Bader to uh, the leadoff spot. I don't know. No, Mm-mm. no, don't mess okay. with it. Don't mess with it. Okay, nope. whatever. Double lead off anyway. He's batting ninth. So shut that down. Anyway, well, no, um, he, he he was he wasn't batting ninth. He was Hicks in was the ninth. first couple of games. He was. Yeah, I guess. Um. Anywho, on that note, I did want to talk about this because we talked about it before we getting got on the air. I am a guy who reads into things a lot. Um. In terms of the Yankees, I think there's some teeth here. I think there's. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.